0: Hello lovely friends, welcome to Uncovering the Subconscious, the podcast for all things random and sweet, including spirituality, manifestation, mindset growth, and a sprinkle of my random life updates and recommendations. My name is Dana and this podcast is for anyone who wants to learn more about spirituality and mindset, particularly at the starting few years of your spiritual journey. Hi friends, welcome to episode 8 of Uncovering the Subconscious Podcast. Uh, welcome back, I'm excited to have you back again and if you couldn't tell by the title of the episode today, I'm going to be talking about tarot cards. Uh, so as you may already know, I tarot cards is what kind of started my business and what the main focus of my business was for quite a bit of time. So I I am still actually currently doing tarot readings on my page, Soul Tarot Healing. And um, if you're wanting to book anything in, feel free to send me a message, send me a DM. I do have limited spots per week and I do them online where you don't have to be there, so you don't have to worry about the availability. I connect to your energy and then I do the reading and I've recorded as a voice memo and send it back, which I've gotten a lot of lot of, a lot a lot of good feedback from, and I've got some amazing returning clients. So anyway, before we get into tarot cards and what I'm going to be talking about today, I'm just going to do a reflection of my week. So it's been a good week. Um, so currently recording this on Monday the eleventh of April. So last week was quite nice. Uh, nothing too exciting happened i went out on the weekend to use one of the great state vouchers so in adelaide they they do this uh, ballot where every now and then you put your name into it and they'll pick out random people and you get about a hundred dollar voucher to spend either at accommodation or these different experiences such a good idea and it's such a good way to put money back into the state so I had one this weekend where I went to the Lane Vineyard in Harndorf and we had this tasting and it's normally about $60 per person and we paid 10 and it was so good, so nice and such good food. I felt like I was, um, I felt very posh, I felt like I was a fancy person, I had to have my posture up and straight and <laughs> it was a nice, it was a really good day actually, it was really nice. Um, so, yeah, nothing else to update. Um, I'm going to get my visa next week, which is exciting. And apart from that, oh, sorry, this week, apart from that, that's all the update. Okay, so in this episode about tarot cards, I've got a few different topics I want to cover. So I want to talk about exactly what tarot cards are and how they actually work, the history of the tarot card, major arcana versus minor arcana, uh, why or when you should have a reading and the questions that you can ask, uh, when not to get a reading, uh, tarot cards and how it can relate to the law of attraction or how you can use tarot cards for the law of attraction, how you can start reading for other people and I'm going to include a few little fun facts about tarot and then we will conclude even the episode. Okay, so what are tarot cards, and how exactly do they work? So the tarot, the tarot cards are a deck of about seventy-eight cards, and they each have their own imagery, uh, symbolism, and story. So each card represents its own story, and certain symbols on the card will help you to understand the story. So it's a tool of deviation. So we have the major Akana cards, which represent life's karmic and spiritual lessons. Uh, they are normally the main message of a reading. And then you have the minor Akana, which reflects the trials that we experience on a daily basis. So I'll go more into them soon. Uh, so essentially, Tarot is the storybook of our life, the mirror to our soul, and it's the key to our inner wisdom. So that it tells us a story about ourselves or about what is coming for us. And it is something that is It is important to understand. It is not fortune telling, it's intuition and it's creating your ideal future and helping you manifest your goals. So nothing is set in stone. They're, if your tarot cards reading says something, it does not mean you can't change that. Tarot cards are to help you get guidance of what is to come so you know how you can work through that and how you can avoid or change if it's not something you particularly want. Tarot is also really, really good just to give clarity to situations or ask questions where you feel stuck. So sometimes you might already have the answer, but you're just a little bit confused. Uh, I did a few pendulum readings last week, actually, on my story. And pendulum readings, for those who don't know, they're yes or no answers. So uh, should I go to work today? Yes or no? Uh, That's the kind of questions that you have to ask for the pendulum. So sometimes pendulum is good for just getting an idea of an answer and then getting a tarot from there is good to clarify that answer further. Uh, So I personally, I use tarot as a form of clarity and guidance. So I use it to help me when I'm feeling stuck and I use it to help other people and also to give advice. So I connect to your guides in order to be able to give you advice on what is your next step and where to go from there. And it's really, really beneficial and it can really, really help you when you're just not sure of where to go next. So the history of tarot cards so that it can actually be traced back to the late 14th century. However, it wasn't actually used as a tool for divination. So it actually started off as a game Uh, between people so artists in the in Europe created the first playing cards and they were used for games and it featured four different suits so the deck of cards and after a decade or two of using these in about the mid 1400s Italian artists actually started painting additional cards because not everyone could afford to hire a painter to create a set of cards of them so if you had enough money you could get a painter to make special cards for you but that wasn't possible for everyone so the cards actually started being used for divination in the late 16th and early 17th century. Except it was a much, much more simple than how we use tarot today. So by the 18th century, people were beginning to assign specific meanings to each card and even offer suggestions as to how they could be la- how they could be laid out uh, for divia- divination purposes. So it was actually how each card next to each other could mean something. And then in 1781, a man published a complex analysis of the tarot where he revealed that the symbolism in each tarot was in fact derived from the esoteric secrets of Egyptian priests. And then in 1791, a French occultist released the very first tarot deck that was divine specifically for divinatory purposes rather than as a game or entertainment. In 1909, Uh, this was the next time that tarot cards received a major update. So the Rider-Waite deck, which a lot of people may recognize the name. Within the Rider-Waite deck, there was a printed guide on how to exactly read the deck and the meanings of each card. And in this deck, the intricacy of the scenes told a story of when the cards were placed together. Now, so this is a This is all from Google, like Google has helped me um, put together this history. So if there's anything missing, please let me know if you're a bit of a history buff because there may be parts that I've missed. I've tried to keep included the key parts for any of you history people who like to know the history of each different topic. But it is certainly not my expertise. Okay, so the next topic we're going to talk about is the major versus the minor arcana. So the major arcana, first off, is uh, there are twenty-one numbered cards and one unnumbered card, and that is the Fool. And so the major arcana represent the life lessons, life lessons, sorry, the karmic influences and the big themes that are influencing your life and your soul's journey to enlightenment so these cards truly represent the structure of human consciousness and it holds it holds the keys to understanding your life lessons and what has been passed down through the ages so another name they are known for is the trump cards and as I said the 21 un- num- uh, sorry 21 numbered cards and the one unnumbered card and so the full the unnumbered card is he's actually thought to be he represents the major arcana so he's the main character and it's like he makes his journey through each of the cards meeting new teachers learning new lessons and eventually he completes his journey with the world card which is the final card and so this is actually also known as the fool's journey i learned this a few months ago and i thought it was really really interesting to think about so it's the fool all of us and and anyone who knows the forwards about new beginnings and he's making his journey along to the end. And the world card is all about accomplishment. So the it's kind of like your journey to your higher self. So when you see the major arcana card in a reading, it means you're being called to reflect on your life lesson and the themes that are being experienced at this time. So you look at the card that has come up and what it means and there's probably a lot in your life right now that reflects that card. And essentially how it relates to the Minor Arcana. So the Major Arcana sets the scene while the Minor Arcana actually explains it further. Okay, so the Minor Arcana. So there are 56 Minor Arcana cards and these reflect the trials that we experience on a daily basis. So essentially they are just reflecting what's happening in your daily life and it can really offer insight into how... your present situation is affecting you and what steps you need to take to manifest your goals. So if you see that the major arcana comes up and the minor arcana comes up around it, look at the major, understand what the theme is, and then look at the minor to determine how you can work through that. Minor arcana typically have a temporary influence. So they represent an energy that is moving through your life at the point of your reading. And it can always easily be changed depending on the actions you take. So mine are kind of really, really great just to get an idea of where you're at and also how you can change where you're at. So it's never set in stone. It never determines your future if you want to change it. So it is showing you the key life lessons you're learning and it shows you how to deal with it as well. Remembering that it's just temporary and it has the potential to change based on the actions and the decisions you make from the reading. So, minor arcana have four different suits, so the cups, the swords, the wands, and the pentacles, and they each represent something different, and so normally when they come up in a reading, it's more so reflective of these things. So, going through each one of them, the cups represents your feelings, emotions, intuition, and creativity. When it appears in readings, it's normally got to do with relationships and your emotional connection with yourself as well as others. Swords represent your thoughts, words, and actions, and normally when they appear in a tarot reading, it's talking about communicating your ideas more, making decisions, asserting your power. Wands represent your energy, your motivation, and your passion, and when they appear in a tarot reading, uh, it's normally about your life purpose, your spirituality, and any new ideas that might come up. And finally, Pentacles represents your finances, your work and your material possessions. If it comes up in a reading, it's normally about your career and financial wealth. Okay, so if you always kind of wanted a reading but not really sure if you're ready for one, these are the reasons why or these are the situations when you should have a reading done. So one of the reasons is when you're making a decision and you're really stuck and you can't decide, when you get stuck in this space, it can be really hard to get out of it and you start to bring a lot of negative vibrations. And sometimes having that little bit of help can really, really get you out of that stagnant energy. Uh, So if you're really, really stuck and you're not really sure what to do, uh, this is when it's a good time to have a tarot reading. And one of the questions you can ask if this is what your reason is, is how can I take the right step? In making a decision so another another reason you should have a tarot reading done is if you're making a big life change and the nerves are coming up again low vibrational energy and you're just feeling like you don't really know if you're making the right choice you don't you're just feeling a lot of nerves rise up and again this is when a reading can really really help you see that you're on the right path and even if a negative card comes up it could mean just something to look out for or something to do to get out of that energy And a question you can ask for this one is, am I on the right path in my life or is there any guidance I need for this change? Another reason to have a tarot reading done is if you feel as though you need a bit of reflection, uh, you're feeling like you've gone through a lot of changes, you feel like a lot of things have happened and you're just kind of struggling with reflecting on it all. So this is a good reason to have a reading done. And a question you can ask is, what lessons do I need to be prepared for? and again another way to get that message from your guides to help you reflect and help you think about what you've went through and another reason I'm going to share the last reason I'm going to share is if you need a bit of inspiration because it happens it's the writer's block of every form of our life where we just feel like we've lost our inspiration we're just not feeling that joy as much and we're just not really sure where or when to go and when you're feeling this stuck and feeling just like you have nowhere to move and you just need that bit of spark of inspiration, a tarot card reading, oh my God, a tarot card reading is so good for these moments. I, it's helped me so many times getting a tarot reading done when I'm needing that bit of inspiration. And I see it with the cl- my clients as well when they're just feeling stuck and they're just not really sure what to do. And they have a tarot reading done, and they come back a different person. And they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so ins- like this has actually really inspired me. I'm so excited to make that next step. Um, it just it just changes your energy completely having that tarot reading done. And a question you can ask for this is, "What guidance do you feel I need to hear?" And then your guides will pass that guidance through. And again these questions are just examples because sometimes people feel stuck in what to actually ask but you can ask anything you can ask really specific questions um you can you can go as specific as you want you can go as general as you want anything i like anything for a tarot reading can be answered so as much as tarot, our tarot readers love having you uh, come and get a tarot reading and even as a client myself getting readings done by other people, it's really important to know when not to get a reading because there are certain times that it's just not the best idea and it's not really going to benefit you as it should. And so these reasons include, so the first one is if, you, if you've had A tarot reading very recently so it's more so if it's for a similar question so say you've had a tarot reading asking if you're in the right career on the right career path for yourself it's not beneficial to get that another one done very quickly after that because it's just going to confuse it's going to confuse you further and you need to allow things to progress from your last reading Uh, so they normally say every three months so if it's a similar question that you want to ask give it every three months before you come back for another tarot reading Another time when not to get a reading is if you want to redo. As I say, and this happens, I've had it happen. I've had clients come back and not really like the answer they were given because it's not necessarily not necessarily what they wanted to hear. It's not necessarily bad, but just not what they wanted to hear. And people come and they want to redo. And the problem with that is you've received that answer for a reason. And the reason you've received that is so that you can turn it around and you can turn it positive. When you start to chase for the right answer, you're going to confuse yourself so much more and you're not actually going to be able to understand and be able to connect to a reading as you should. And this is so easy to do if you're reading for yourself. I know I've done it many, many times. Uh, So if you're doing the readings yourself and... You pull a card and you're like, you know I don't like that card. Let me pull another one because you're in control and it's easy to go, that's not what I wanted to hear for that question, but you'll find most of the time that was what you needed to hear for the situation. And that's why although, although definitely read for yourself, but be careful when you're reading for yourself because bias does come up and don't overdo it either. Don't don't keep pulling out cards. It's just going to confuse you further. Another reason not to have a tarot card reading done is if the question is about somebody else. So unless this person affects your life directly, then it's not going to help you and it's not going to help you it's just, it's not going to be accurate because it's not for you. It's not your energy. It's not your ex's energy that's being connected to. And tarot card readers won't do that because that's, or they shouldn't do that because that's unethical. They're not going to connect to someone else's energy and give you all their details. So an example of this is saying, what is my ex up to? What is my ex doing now? That's not going to help you in your life. And it's It's just, it's unethical looking into other people's life, but it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you and tarot card readers most likely won't do that for you anyway. And the final reason, and this is a very, very important reason of why not to get a reading done is if you're looking for medical advice. Now, cards, they can really help. They can really be beneficial and maybe they can bring up something and tell you about something you weren't aware of. Maybe, I'm not saying that, but they're not diagnostic. Tools, so they can tell you of something that you're um, going through in general, and they can say that maybe something's not right, but that does not necessarily mean anything in terms of health. And you should never, ever, ever rely on a tarot card reading for health. I am. I've always been a big supporter of both the spiritual world as well as the medical world. When you feel like something is health or medical, something's not right see a medical professional because they are going to be the people that help you. And then if you do have a condition, this is when and you are getting medical treatment and you want more treatment on the side of the spiritual sense, this is when the spiritual side can come in and you can do Reiki healings and you can do other sort of healings in the spiritual world. But you should always rely on both. Never just rely on a reading to tell you if you have any health issues. Now, I feel like I've clarified enough about that, so we'll move on to the next part. So the next part that we are talking about today is how tarot cards and using tarot cards can relate to the law of attraction. So tarot cards are a connection to your intuition and your inner wisdom. And from here, you can discover how to make positive changes. So you can use the cards to discover what steps you should take in order for you to manifest your goals. And so as we know, Tarot card has a big focus on energy, which is the exact same as manifestation, which is a huge big focus on energy and the energy that you put out is the energy you get back. So this is where they can really actually be very beneficial working with each other because Tarot reads your energy and it connects with the energy around you to predict what is being manifested and what needs to be faced before you can manifest your desires. So to mention again free will is such an important part of tarot and it's the reason tarot is so successful and that is because you can change your path you can get guidance of the path you're on and how you can change it and then you can change your path you can use free will so that you can head more towards your desires that you're manifesting. Tarot can also really help in the law of attraction as it can help strengthen your belief in your manifestation. So When we're trying to manifest, when we're using the law of attraction, it is so important to believe and getting guidance from your tarot cards that is saying this is what is coming to you is going to strengthen your belief. There are actual certain manifestation techniques you can do using tarot cards. Uh, So one of them is that you can use a card that represents your manifestation to bring in your desires. So, for example, if you're wanting to manifest a new relationship, grab the full card, grab the lover card. So, the full is about new beginnings, and the lover card is about relationships. And so, if you have those two together, you can uh, meditate with the both cards and start to envision what it is that you want to manifest or you can put the cards on your vision board or you can put it under your pillow at night. So essentially you can actually use the cards for physical manifestation techniques as well. So how can you yourself start to read tarot cards? So this is a bit of advice of how I've done it as well as some advice from other people. Now so the first thing you need to do is you need to pick a deck and there's a myth about this that the deck needs to be gifted to you by someone else. That is just a myth. You do not need it to be gifted it to you. If it finds its way to you that way, then great. Even even better, like take it, start reading. However, you can buy it yourself. It goes by your intuition and your guidance to buy the deck. Uh, now, so when you're picking a deck, beginners may want to start with the very well-known Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Now, you may just want to research imagery beforehand on the different decks because it's really, really important for you to connect to the imagery and to really understand through the imagery because you'll use that as well as your intuition to read. Another big thing about starting to read cards is make sure that you take care of your cards. You need to treat them like they are sacred because they are sacred. So the advice I would give is to keep it either in a wooden box or like a linen pouch or anything like that. Uh, you don't have to do that. You can keep it in the original box, but I just find it's a lot more respect to the cards. It's a key, it, it. creates a sacred space for them. A big tip of, tip of advice I would give as well is don't let other people play with your cards. They are sacred to you. People playing with them, it mixes in their energy. It mixes in yours. It's just it ends up having just this ball of energy inside these cards that they're not going to accurately read. Um, it's just. It takes away the sacredness of the card. So avoid letting other people play with them. If you're doing a reading and you choose to read by having them shuffle their own deck, that's okay because you're wanting their energy to get within the cards. And you're most likely going to cleanse that after anyway. Um, Don't bring them out when you're drinking. I learned this after having tarot cards for a little while when I used to practice with them. And it's just, it demoralizes them. It makes them more like a game or like a fun item than something sacred but also you just risk them getting damaged or something going wrong with them so I would avoid bringing them out when drinking you're not going to get an accurate reading if you're drinking anyway you need to be at a clear mind to be able to read for someone. Another tip of advice is create a space for them. So for me, I have a little spiritual corner where I've got my crystals set up, I've got my sage, I've got my incense, and I've got my tarot cards inside my wooden box. So creating this space for them, again, it just creates this little sacred energy within this space. My next bit of advice from starting to read tarot cards would be to use the books that they are given to explain what the cards are, but also create your own meanings I, what I found really helped me is I created a book of my own that had the meanings for each of the tarot cards. And I still refer to it now. Like it's very helpful because it's my meanings and it's what I understand it as. And it helps guide me in the reading to give a more accurate reading. Uh, so create your own little guidebook. Uh, there's something that you can reference to and become connected to each card and their meanings. So what I did is I went through each suit. So I started with the major arcana work through them and then I went to the minor arcana swords ones etc and I connected to each card and it helped me also memorize the meaning for it uh, that I that uh, the meaning I gave to it but also even if you don't remember each meaning it all it's all about intuition anyway it's about what comes up to you for the cards so it's about the meaning you give them as well as the intuition that comes to you when you're reading. Now, so the next part, the next tip I would give for this is to start reading for yourself. So this is a good way to practice readings on yourself and keep record to refer back later. So keep a little tarot journal because it's going to help you grow in how to read tarot and learn more while just doing it for yourself. And it also helps you to start understand how each card can relate to each other. And it essentially it's just going to give you a chance to learn the cards better before reading for someone else. Now it is optional whether you read reversed or not. So uh, depending on how you choose to read tarot cards, reverse can have a different meaning. When I started reading, I did not do reversed, and again, it doesn't matter if you change it up because it's about what the intention you set beforehand. Whether you're going to read it reverse is the message that's going to come up. So if you decide to start reading it reverse and you say so for me reversed is essentially the opposite of what the message is or it can slightly change this can really help to look um bitty bitty tarot was really good to give uh some reverse meanings as well um but again as long as you set the intention before you do your reading of whether you're going to read reversed or not then you're going to get an accurate reading and again, keep that tarot journal so that you can go back and refer to it and see what came up later on. Now, the next advice I would give is to start reading for friends and family. And this is when I'm going to bring in cleansing, even though you should do this when reading for yourself as well, but particularly when you start reading for other people. So the big part about reading, doing tarot readings is that you're bringing in other people's energy into the cards so it's very 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 important that you cleanse those cards before reading for someone else because otherwise it's going to have other energy mixed into it and you're not really going to get an accurate reading for the person that you're currently reading to you're going to get it mixed in with the energy of the person before them so there's all different ways that you can cleanse your cards Uh, you can google and find different ways but i do it through just visualization and meditation so i only it takes me about 30 seconds i sit there i imagine a purple light coming through my body and cleansing the cards and i also call in the guides and ask them to cleanse the cards uh, you can also use crystals to cleanse the cards uh, which i actually do use as well or you can use incense but that can take a bit of time if you're doing a lot of readings uh, the full moon is one way you can cleanse cards as well so put your cards out by a window. Um, when it's a full moon and that's going to cleanse them so there's all different ways that you can cleanse them Uh, again look at google there's a lot of other ways in there as well so when you start to read for friends and family this is again going to help you get an even deeper understanding because you're coming from a place of less knowledge as well because there's going to be bias that comes up when you're reading for yourself as well as with friends and family but more from yourself because you know your inner thoughts when you do your friends and family you can go that little bit deeper And that brings me to my next part of starting to read for strangers. Now, this is much less chance of bias. You don't know their backstory. You don't know their history. Um, When you start to read for them, you're coming just at a place of intuition. And me personally, I actually prefer to read for strangers because I've You can't help bias coming up when you're reading for friends and family. Um, It doesn't make it any less true what you're telling them. But when you're reading for strangers, it's just a lot more fulfilling to be able to give them the advice that they still connect with so much. So start to read for strangers. I did this by posting in Alexis Fernandez uh, Do You Fucking Mind podcast group and offering readings and I had a lot of response and to begin with, I offered free readings Uh, Because I was still learning and I wanted to do it at a place of growth and learning, and then when I did this with my business, I again did it for about a week of free readings, and then when I felt the right that it was the right time, I started charging for it, and I was still getting quite a lot of clients come through. Now, my last piece of advice for starting to read tarot, and this is a big part, is stop putting off starting. This is what I did for so long is that I just kept saying I was not good enough. So I learned all the cards, I learned off by heart and then I took a break and I forgot majority of the meanings. And I was like, now I'm going to have to do it again. And then I put that off and I again waited longer and longer. There is never going to be a perfect time to start. You are never going to feel that you are 100% ready. But the way that you read tarot is through connection and intuition so as long as you feel connected to your intuition then you can read tarot and if you feel like there's a few blocks do some journaling do some meditation but it's not that much of a process and continuously putting it off is only going to create more blocks so if you've been thinking about starting this is my this is your sign to start it is time to start So, before I conclude the episode, I thought it would be fun to share some fun facts about tarot cards because I don't know about you, but I love hearing about them. There's a lot of weird little facts about tarot that just makes them even more interesting. So, this is something I learned a few months ago, and I love this. So, tarot cards are based off, I mentioned it at the beginning, but they're based off a normal deck of cards, and each suit correlates with the suits in the minor arcana. So, The heart suit correlates with cups, clubs to wands, diamonds to pentacles, and spades to swords. So if you ever are somewhere and you want to do a reading but you don't have your tarot cards, grab a deck of cards and without the major of Kana, of course, but you can do a small reading using a deck of cards. Another fun fact is you do not have to be spiritual to read tarot. Anyone can learn to use the cards. You just have to have faith in your intuition and your guidance because this is where you will expand on the interpretations otherwise you can of course just learn the meanings and do a reading but if you're not relying on your intuition it's just not going to be as accurate accurate uh, so everyone has a tarot birth card and they're associated with the major arcana so every single person has a major arcana that reflects to them so all you have to do is add up your birthday. So for example, mine is 511996. So I go five plus one plus one plus one plus nine plus nine plus six, and that equals thirty two. Then I add three and two together, five. And so my tarot birth card is the Hierophant, which is all about spirituality, which definitely relates. So there you go. Uh, tarot images can be used for meditation. Uh, I did mention this earlier as well so just choose a card you're drawn to close your eyes imagine the card expanding to the sides of the doorway then visualize yourself stepping into that card and then you can explore the images and the energy and it's really good meditation technique and the last fun fact that I'm going to share is that tarot cards all each tarot card suit of the minor arcana have an elemental sign so the cups relate to water the pentacles relate to earth the swords relate to air and the wands relate to fire. And again, you can go deeper into your readings knowing this. So just a bit of conclusion to the episode. So just to go over a few things. So tarot within spirituality only started becoming popular popular in about the late 16th, early 17th century. There are two types of cards in a tarot card deck. And that's the major arcana, which is about life lessons. And the minor arcana, which is about your daily life. Tarot is super beneficial for guidance and manifestation and using it for the law of attraction. You should definitely take that leap and if, I'm sure you're being called cool to it. So take that leap and start doing your own tarot readings for people. And just to conclude... My episode, I thought I'd do a bit of a call out for myself. So you can book a tarot card reading with me. So if you're feeling cool to have one done after listening to this episode, send me a DM on Soul Tarot Healing. I am, I am, this is secret news, but I am thinking of possibly changing my name soon um, and doing a little bit of a revamp. Uh, that is still not planned and so if you're listening to this a bit later, just read the comments below, uh, read the information below because I will update that if I have changed the name. But at this moment in time, Soul Healing, that is my page, uh, send me a DM and we can arrange a time to do a reading or there is a link in my bio as well if you don't want to DM me directly. So just a bit of conclusion to the episode, so just to go over a few things. So tarot within spirituality only started becoming popular popular in about the late 16th, early 17th century. There are two types of cards in a tarot card deck, and that's the major arcana, which is about life lessons, and the minor arcana, which is about your daily life. Tarot is super beneficial for guidance and manifestation and using it for the law of attraction you should definitely take that leap and if, I'm sure you're being called to it. So take that leap and start doing your own tarot readings for people. And just to conclude my episode, I thought I'd do a bit of a call out for myself. So you can book a tarot card reading with me. So if you're feeling cool to have one done after listening to this episode, send me a DM on soul tarot healing. I am, I am, this is, secret news, but I am thinking of possibly changing my name soon. Um, and doing a little bit of a revamp uh, that is still not planned and so if you're listening to this a bit later just read the comments below uh, read the information below because I will update that if I have changed the name but at this moment in time soul Tarot healing that is my page uh, send me a dm and we can arrange a time to do a reading or there is a link in my bio as well if you don't want to dm me directly So thank you guys so much for listening again. I'm so happy to have you back for another episode and I'm excited to see you next week. So next week is going to be about how to remain in the present moment and different techniques you can use for that. So as per normal, I'm going to do my gratitude for the week and my gratitude this week is for my mum. She's really, really helped me so much. Uh, She's not someone who I would class as a very spiritual person. She's someone who has also always been very logical. But as I've went on my spiritual journey, she's actually been so amazing in being open and willing to talk to me about things that I've learned and really allowing me to grow further. And it has it's honestly been a big part of my journey to be able to continue on because she's been so supportive. So my gratitude this week is for my mum. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Let me know your gratitude for the week. Send me a DM and enjoy the rest of your week. I hope your journey for the next week is expansive and intuitive.